an investment performance leader or gifts champion can be both challenging and rewarding. This is the topic for this episode of the Take 15 series. Hello, I'm Ken Robinson, Director of Global Investment Performance Standards at CFA Institute. I'm joined here today by Ann Patalis. Ann is a Director of Data and Communications at Munder Capital Management. Ann is also the Chair of the America's Regional Investment Performance Subcommittee and is a member of the GIPS Executive Committee. Anne, thanks for joining us today. My pleasure. I've known from many of the discussions we've had over the years that you believe the role of the GIPS champion is not just to get each of the departments that have a stake in the GIPS compliance effort to embrace the standards, but each department must take ownership for their piece or their aspect of the GIPS standards. Can you indicate to everyone why such a mindset is important? Absolutely. You know, unless you're a one-person firm, uh, no one, nobody has all of the pieces for the, for the, of the GIPS puzzle. Uh, the portfolio managers know when a change is made to a portfolio's benchmark or strategy. The operations team has control over the settings of the portfolio accounting system that's responsible for the performance. Uh, the legal compliance team needs to work with you. They have the SEC piece, perhaps, and you've got the GIPS piece. So basically, when you stop and think about it, it's impossible for anybody, no matter how committed they are to the standards, to be able to juggle all of the balls in the air with that active participation from every single team in the firm. Let's say you work for a, a firm that does not have the luxury of having a GIPS steering committee. And let's say there are two departments, such as marketing and performance, and they agree to disagree on a particular issue. How is that best handled? You know, let me answer that in two parts. The first part is that in our firm, the, if, if we really can't come to an agreement, the chief compliance officer makes the final call. After one, he or she is the one that's on the line. If the SEC comes in and challenges our compliance or, or a decision that we've made with respect to compliance, but the second point I want to make is that I think it's really up to the GIPS champion when there is that kind of a disagreement to step back and try to think of a solution that would both be completely compliant with the standards and yet satisfy the interests of both of those parties. And I think with a little flexibility and creativity, that really can be done. What role do you believe the portfolio managers and internal research analysts have in the GIPS compliance effort, and how do we get these important parties engaged? Well, I think that the, the way to get them engaged is, is twofold. First, to make sure they understand how important compliance with the standard, standards are, not just for the firm, but for them, for their role in the firm. Um, the second thing is to help them understand what part they actually play. It may come as a surprise to some portfolio managers that when a benchmark changes that other people need to know about this. It may come, um, they may not understand how important it is that the moment they get an email, an informal email saying, we're terminating this portfolio, no more trading, that that, that communication immediately reaches the GIPS team so that the account can be taken out of the composite. Uh, so that's for the portfolio managers. The internal research teams, um, Probably 
fewer things flowing up to the GIPS person. However, um, there are some policies, GIPS policies, where you really have to rely on the, on the strategy team to give you the right answer. Do we need a minimum size for this composite? If we, should we apply a significant cash flow policy? If size, if, if we should, what size makes sense for, for the trigger for that policy? So I would go to the strategy teams to get an idea of the appropriate policies for, uh, that relate directly to the investment policy. I would go to the portfolio managers for any changes relevant to the account. And let's say you get a call out of the blue from a Gibbs champion at another firm, works for a firm that wants to get into compliance with the standards, and this particular person is looking to get into compliance as fast as possible. So perhaps they're looking for a copy of some firm's, not necessarily yours, policies and procedures manual just so they can put their name on it. They want to undergo verification, which is great, but they are simply looking for the cheapest and fastest verification that they can find. What message would you have for that particular Gibbs champion? I would have the message that they are embarking on a very, very dangerous and wrong path. Um, I think that we're all in this together. And if one firm can help another, I think that's great. Um, I certainly have, with all the appropriate disclosures and the blessing of my compliance department, allowed other firms to see what our policy and procedures manual is. But it's one thing to see what another firm has done. It's another thing simply to take that policy and slap your name on it and say, here, our policy and procedures. I don't know of any firms, any, any two firms that are so similar that they could have um, the same policy manual. We did an, an acquisition. Um, the, the firm uses our back office, so the same you know, portfolio accounting system, so on and so forth, and yet we have different policy and procedures manuals because there are differences in, in how we approach GIPS. So um, that's simply not appropriate. And finally, in terms of verification, let me just make this point very quickly. You can, you can choose a verification firm because they have the knowledge of the standards and the industry to really be a very valuable partner in your compl maintaining compliance, either coming into or maintaining compliance with the GIPS standards. Or you can go out and find a firm that is very cheap and very willing to let you do whatever it is you want to do. Um, it's your call. But in the latter case, you are not going to have a valuable partner in maintaining compliance. And chances are you may have the claim of compliance on your materials. Chances are you're not a compliant firm. What are the most important things that must be in place in order for the GIPS champion to ensure the firm maintains compliance with the GIPS standards? I would say the first thing is that compliance with the GIPS standards has to be important to the firm leadership. If they don't think it's important, no one else in the firm will. The second thing is that the person who has been designated as the GIPS champion has to know the standards inside out. They have to uh, have a passion for the standards that really helps to drag others along into the compliance process. And then finally, I would say that they have to avoid being the abominable no man or woman, that they, again, they have to know 
how to listen to what people are trying to achieve and think of ways, well, yeah, we can do it this way, or maybe with supplemental information we can achieve what you want and still be true to the standards. So they have to have that kind of, you know, commitment to the standards and yet the, the willingness to listen to, to what it is that, that people want. Um, I would say internal education, absolutely critical, so that other teams in the firm, we've already talked a little bit about this, the portfolio managers, sales and marketing and so on, they understand how important their role is and what their role is. What do they have to do to help the firm maintain compliance? And then finally, I would say that no matter how passionate you are about the standards, no matter how hard you try to be compliant, there are going to be mistakes, there are going to be errors, and you've got to put in place the kinds of checks and balances so that you catch an error quickly and can fix it before a small problem becomes a big one. That those, I think, if that's in place, the firm's on a really solid path to, to maintaining compliance. And thank you for sharing your thoughts on the role of a Gifts Champion with us today. My pleasure. Copyright 2011 CFA Institute. This program is designed to give accurate and authoritative information in regard to the subject matter covered. It is distributed with the understanding that CFA Institute is not engaged in rendering legal, accounting, tax, investment, or other expert advice. If legal advice or other expert assistance is required, the services of a competent professional should be sought.